Wow. Good evening, everybody. Um, it is actually a beautiful day today. Um, and I've been keeping up with everything. There is a lot that's happened this week. And a lot of really interesting conversations, actually, um, on so many different topics that, that we'll talk about. Um, but to me, again, I, I bring it. I bring this up a lot, but to put it really simply, you know, I think that ever since this year kicked off, ever since 2023 started, Padera has just felt like it's gained more and more kind of critical mass. And there's something about like the attitude of, Manson Lehman, the the governing council, even just Hedera's social media presence, um, and also to like some of the developments in the community. I mean, there's you know ups and downs everywhere, but I think in general, um, the fact that the Hedera community is like super knowledgeable about the platform, really passionate, like that's really getting leveraged. And I don't know it. To me, things definitely feel different, right? We've definitely been through ups and downs over the years as Hashgraph enthusiasts. And also too, like we have had a lot of crazy things happen recently with like the step function in TPS and new governing council members and stuff. But I don't know, something just feels different now. And I guess it's because it's because of this, I think. It's always exciting when crypto kind of rises out of a bear market, right? That's an exciting thing going into a bull market and all of the kind of craziness and euphoria that comes with it. And I mean, in 2020 and 2021, you know, we saw similar price action in HBAR and Hedera on the back of this kind of new bull market kind of coming in that year. But we didn't have NFTs, really. We didn't have DeFi. We didn't have certain products that a lot of new folks would want to have. Um, and it just kind of, you know, it, it was exciting. Like, I think HBAR went up to like 50 cents. You know, of course, like amazing. But it, it, we, it just didn't go as deep. And now, of course, like we're in a bear market. And, you know, it's kind of like a lot of folks are saying it's going to be another six months. It's going to be another year. It's, it, the estimations are kind of all over the map. And now we have NFTs. Now we have DeFi. Now we have um, really kind of um, blossoming communities. We have um, we have all, all sorts of other exciting things happening. Like, for example, the step function in TPS um, new crazy use cases like 50 million in diamonds tokenized on Hedera. Like, again, all those things I was talking about previously, it's just a completely different situation now. And you think about that launch into the bull market and, and how Hedera is positioned. It does feel different this time around. That's the thing that to me really has been top of mind because I think it's, I think it's in the top of everyone's mind, especially as we're kind of in the, in the valley, you know, in the, in the chasm. And that's really kind of what it's about is being in an orbit, 
right? An orbit and you want to kind of get out into the great beyond and we've been in orbit for a long time, but I don't know. It, it feels like Hedera is gaining more and more mass and that's kind of why I call it the spaces today leaving orbit is like, I think about that, you know, that's truly what it would feel like, you know, and how crazy would that be? Because it would truly be unknown, right? If, if Hedera were to explode in some way and see a massive ramp up and a massive wave of adoption, it, it, it would be a shock to the system, you know, it would be a little moon flying out into deep space into the, into the unknown. So it's, it, I think about that, you know, like, what's that going to be like? Um, will we ever see this kind of environment again or or will there be a kind of a, a final kickoff because i think that's really what it comes down to right a lot of people go oh it could be this oh it could be that but i think the catalyst obviously for so many different projects is going to be another bull market but then again with all these developments happening there's there's also people that say hedera could make a move on its own right hbar could make a move on its own um that would take something pretty substantial i mean the test net's been going crazy all these different types of things happening but i mean Look at us. We're live on Twitter Spaces with another week in Hashgraph to unpack. Let's dive into the news and rumors mega thread on Twitter and get our first stories out of the way if there's just some quick stuff I can touch on. Obviously, we're going to talk about some governing council news across the board. The governing council is moving and shaking. We're going to talk about music. We're going to talk about transactions. We're going to talk about diamonds. We're going to talk about... You know, grassroots bootstrap builders in the ecosystem starting to see a little more um, official capacity publicity, which is great to see. Um, Neuron's got updates. The test net's been going crazy, like I said. Um, what else we got going on here? Accounts. 19% of total accounts on the network were created in the last 17 days. That's insane. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Fresh supply. FSCO might be live, uh, but we don't know for sure. Uh, we got some Fortune 500 breadcrumbs. Um, oh wow, that tweet was deleted. Two of my tweets in the mega thread today that I read that I kind of like quote tweeted were deleted. Um, so the first one was regarding a ledger story. Um, Saucer swaps got updates. H suites got updates. Yamgo's got updates. Um, what else we got going on? And then also to the other tweet that was deleted that we'll talk about. Um, that I, maybe I'll get out of the way off the top is um, the marketing slides from the governing council meeting that were very insightful. So got a copy of those thanks to uh, Perfect Ability on the on the Hedera subreddit who I'll have up um, later in the show to chat about what's going on over there. And with that, good evening from Ottawa, Canada, everyone. My name is Brandon Davenport and I'm a developer musician and founder of my creative firm, Dirksen and Davenport Incorporated, helping artists, businesses, and startups in the Hedera ecosystem. And like all of you, I am a Hashgraph enthusiast. It is May 21st, and welcome to Hashgraph News and Rumors, episode 77, Leaving Orbit. This is a weekly show where we cover the top stories related to Hedera, HBAR, and everything in between broadcast live on Twitter Spaces every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific and made available on all major podcast platforms, including, but not limited to, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube every Monday, so the next day. Get all the info you need about the show and listen to past episodes at itsbrandond.com slash hbar. If you're listening live now, 
Check out the Twitter thread pinned to the top of the spaces. Take a deeper dive into each story. Also, everyone listening live, take a moment to share the spaces and let your friends know you're listening. The more, the merrier. You can also click the little comment button at the bottom right of the spaces to ask a question or share something interesting listeners might like to know. And we'll talk about it. Also, too, the show is continuing to grow. I mean, the last episode, I think it had like over a thousand listens on Twitter spaces or something. And I don't know what the numbers on like Apple podcasts and um, YouTube and stuff were, but I mean, it's crazy like how the show's grown. So just really appreciative. And I, I think there's a, I, I wanted to just highlight quickly a donation to the show came in from in the, in the, in the uh, memo of the transaction set from the Guelph communities. So I guess shout out to the Guelph community. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, and, and I mean, it grows because of, because of you guys. Um, and this is by far one of my favorite things to do. I, I mean, I look forward to it every week. If you're interested in becoming a supporter of the show, please consider making an H bar donation. It helps me continually add value to the Hashgraph community and keeps the show ad free. You can send a donation to enthusiast.hbar using your Hedera wallet. The full Hedera address, wallet address is in the thread pinned to the top. Brought to you by listeners like you. Also join them, Hashgraph Enthusiast Twitter community. There's like 800 people in there. It's a vibe. Go check it out. It's a great way to connect to everybody. So um, let's talk a little bit about, let me just get one thing out of the way and then I'll bring up perfect ability, but I want to chat on um, this. So the governing council meeting happened and there's there's two strong opinions on it that are both really valid. So, and this was a conversation that happened in a tweet that I shared, um, and I think it's a really valid conversation, just in terms of optics and substance and all those different types of things. The most recent governing council meeting for Hedera was hosted at um, Google Cloud's headquarters in Silicon Valley. Um, obviously, very awesome. The photos coming from there, you know. Um, really breakthrough, right? I mean, it felt like that. There was a weight to it. It's like, oh my God, Google is behind Hedera 100%. Um, how amazing is that? Now, there were people that, um, and I mean, this is true, right? That really at, at a company's headquarters like Google, you can, you know, you can book time and use the the space and set up whatever type of event you'd like after it's reviewed. So it's it's all like, also, at the end of the day, it's it's a meeting that was that was booked at Google Cloud headquarters, and you know the meeting was held there. Now, the other side to it is the optics on this, right? I mean, if you're of two minds, where you're like, well, this isn't actually that impressive. People do this all the time. Companies, you know, all sorts of different corporations love to flex on each other um, and one up each other. And also too, it's, you just hold meetings at these places. They're set up for that, these different types of events, right? So it's not like those Google has those spaces just sitting there doing nothing all the time. Um, now, I mean, it is worth mentioning that, you know, Google, it, it was kind of portrayed as them inviting this. And also the other side to this is like, Google is an owner of this business, Right, like Hedera is a startup, and Google, as a governing council member, has a small sliver of this pie that they, you know, um, are governing council members. So it's not it's not so much the case that an outside party was booking meeting space at Google's headquarters in Silicon Valley. They were, you know, they were hosting a company that they have a part ownership in, kind of thing, right? And I think that 
the other side to this is optics, right? So again, of one mind, you could say, hey, there's no substance to this. Anyone could do this. But it is, it, there is an optics side to this. It's a show of a governing council member um, showing support for Hedera. Maybe it's going to kick off a trend. Maybe now post-COVID, we're going to start to see more governing council members hosting these governing council members in their offices be, you know, for an entity they're a partial owner in. It just makes sense. I think that it's just a trend that'll happen. Um, I know that they had a meeting in Dubai. Previously, they had meetings in other er geographical areas, but I don't know if this may have been kind of the first specific governing council member location. I don't know if, you know, it, it was just highlighted that way. It wasn't like we're having our meeting in Silicon Valley, but it's, it was like we're having our meeting at Google. So hopefully it's a trend that picks off, but you can't argue that the optics on this isn't amazing, right? The photos from there, leaning up there speaking, I made a meme template out of it. Even the, even the meme material is just through the roof. So I think overwhelmingly positive. Yes, of course, the reality is that it's it's a meeting booked at the Google headquarters, but optics, great. So I don't know. I, I mean, you can you can split hairs on this, but I don't know why you'd look at it as a negative at all. I mean, people are excited about it. Sure, maybe people are like, oh, Google invited them and Google's proud of Hedera. It's like, okay, let them think that. Like, who cares? Maybe that's the whole point Google's doing it. Who knows? Uh, but more interestingly than that, um, out of kind of transparency, um, Memcom, the, the, uh, or sorry, Marcom marketing committee. It's really weird. So, um, there was a marketing committee originally, um, and then they removed the marketing committee for years. And now there is a marketing committee again, as we reviewed a couple episodes ago with the governing council meeting minutes, it was highlighted by Christian Hasker to reinstate the marketing committee. And obviously it's a prime time to do that. And they've done it. And there's a presentation published, presentation slides that actually have some really interesting information. Um, and they were published on Twitter by uh, Brady from Swirlds. And I shared it. And it's one of those tweets that's deleted now that I quote tweeted in the in the HBAR News and Rumors mega thread. It's gone. Um, I think that the governing council was not, I guess, happy sharing it. I mean, marketing committee obviously decided to share the slides with the community. I think uh, it was, you know, that's great. I, I said to, uh, I said to Brady, I was like, um, it's so, and I think Brady retweeted me. I was like, it's so important for the community to see what Hedera's plans are in regards to marketing. And also, um, you know, how they came to these decisions, some of the data and information, because I mean, if the community, right, is walking in step with the governing council, like that's so powerful. Like if you have the community and the governing council working together with an initiative, that's crazy. And publishing stuff like this just gives a call to action to the community. You, you look through this and you go, oh, I get what, you know, is being targeted as kind of the pathway forwards. It, it's it's enlightening and it's useful information. I don't know why they wanted to delete it, but um, nothing gets deleted on the internet. So we have it right here. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the slides from this presentation dated May 19th, inaugural marketing committee meeting. Um, so the first slide was just, you know, setting the charter, just basic, you know, stuff like objectives and whatever. Um, the third slide um, highlights some of the members of this new uh, marketing committee. 
And I'm not going to go through each individual person, but I, I will go through the organizations that are represented. So these are the organizations participating in the um, marketing committee for Adair. And remember, this is significant because this is new, right? There was a marketing committee. There was no marketing committee for like three years. Now there is one. It's badly needed. Um, so the co-chairs are Ian from DLA Piper and Suchi from ServiceNow. The committee manager is Brad Wells from Hedera. Um, interim, obviously, they want to find someone else to be a committee manager. Uh, if any governing council members are listening, if you want to be a committee manager for marketing committee, um, take it up in the next governing council meeting. Members. Um, so these are the members of the new marketing committee. And I'm just going to quickly go through the different organizations that they that they uh, are, are representing. So we've got Chainlink, Avery Dennison, FIS WorldPay, DLA Piper, Aberdeen, two representatives from LG Electronics, Swirls Labs, IBM, Dell, UCL, Standard Bank, and Megaloop. So we've got a diverse representation in the marketing committee. Um, it's clear, like you, you've got, um, it's good to see Dell in there. Good to see IBM. Good to see UCL. There, I like the kind of how they've spread it out. Um, and that's the breakdown of, of the kind of marketing committee. Now, <clears throat> principles, I mean, it's just a slide, just basic corporate stuff. Uh, logistics, uh, I mean, whatever. Um, okay, so this is the really interesting stuff. So there's a slide titled, A Brief History of Marketing, um, obviously in Hedera. And this is so important. This, I think for folks in the community who are wondering um, what the trajectory for um, Hedera's marketing is, and also... Um, a little bit about what's unfolded so far. And honestly, like it explains a lot. So 2017, Hedera was working with consultants only. So basically what that meant was, um, I guess Hedera wasn't, I, 2017, were they a public network yet? I don't know. I'm not hundred percent, but it was right at that time when there was swirled and then Hedera was created and the public network was soon after launched. So at that time, they were working with consultants. And, and again, in, in the context of marketing. So working with people like, you know, like an example would be someone like my creative firm, or I know that there's another creative firm that Hedera actually works with. They don't work with us, but um, Hedera works with, um, I can't remember the name of them, but there's a couple marketing firms I and mean, PR firms. I know that maybe, I'm going to talk on my ass, but maybe it was Zenobia's PR firm that was someone they consulted with. So working with consultants in the space, 2018, they founded a small full-time internal team at Hedera dedicated to marketing with an $8 million program budget. So 2018, right? Positioned, little team, $8 million budget. So cool. 2019, they grew the team to 14 people. They established the marketing committee, right? That we were talking about, uh, that we are talking about. And they had a $2.5 million program budget. So right? Something happening there. Um, in 2020, there was a reduction in force, a small team, a $2 million program budget. So clearly, as you can see from 2019 onward so far, the emphasis on marketing was turned down. And that really aligns with, I think, a lot of the general observations and experiences of 
the community on that front because I think that this was a time when Hedera was really kind of um, focusing on the network itself. And I think this was also a time when they were really pushing for governing council stuff, um, working on things like the Hashgraph Association, the um, HBAR Foundation. So 2021, again, small team, $2 million budget, getting rid of the marketing committee. So 2021 was really the, the, the bottom for marketing efforts at Hedera was the got rid of marketing committee, gone, $2 million budget, small team. So that's kind of the bottom there. 2022, they grew the team, $10 million marketing budget. So there was a, obviously a very sharp change there. Um, and I think that that is because 2021 was like NFTs were kind of just getting started. I remember at the end of 2021, there was a YouTube video that was, I think it was published in October, I believe. And it was Christian Hasker and Zenobia reviewing the upcoming marketing strategy for 2022. Um, and so that aligns pretty well because they described kind of larger team, $10 million budget. Flash forward to 2023, they have a fully staffed marketing team, a $10 million program budget and marketing committee version two. So there's a clear trajectory, right? There, It, it started kind of um, down at the bottom with only consultants, rode up, right? And then in 2019, we rode back down and then up again. So we're back. The marketing committee is obviously reinstated. The marketing team is fully fledged. And we're seeing some of the results of that. We'll have to continue on. But that's a breakdown of the marketing uh, presentation. I'll see if there's anything else interesting. I mean, they talk a little bit about what they market. That's interesting that they specify, you know, the governing council does not market HBAR. They do not market um, some other things. Also, they do not market future-focused things. Very specific about that. So the governing council and Hedera do not talk about forward-facing type things, I guess, other than transactions. But that's something else that they highlight. Um, and they highlight, you know, the team. They highlight their marketing goals. Um, some other kind of like, you know, just different stuff like that. So, oh, also too, like one of the other slides here just before we move on is ways we measure success. So these are, I'll just blast through these. These are the KPIs that Hedera looks at, key performance indicators of success for their marketing initiatives. So number one, HubSpot contacts slash company. So obviously some kind of CRM lead thing. Next is public speaking engagements, you know, example, conferences, interviews, analyst briefings. Next is exposure in non-blockchain publications. So enterprise, mainstream tech, policy-focused publications, you know, obviously broadening the, the, the awareness outside of crypto. Next is testnet account activations. The next is events like host sponsoring, conferences, meetups, universities, networking receptions. Next is uh, campaign impressions. So just general like analytics for online campaigns. Next is social media followers. And the next is mainnet transactions. So makes sense. Seems pretty straightforward. That's the marketing committee presentation. Um, and I want to now talk about the big news, the big, big, big news with the governing council. We've got a new governing council member. I'm a perfect ability. I'll invite you up. Because I'll just chat on this quick and then it's a nice segue into some of the broader community conversation. But we got a new governing council member. 
Um, and the new governing council member is one that I don't think anybody had in their bingo card. Um, I had no idea that they existed. So COFRA, um, I hope I'm saying that right. Maybe it's, it's COFRA, um, maybe it's an acronym, I don't know. But COFRA, COFRA um, has some interesting insights. So COFRA is uh, a- Yeah, I think, you, I think you said it right. It's COFRA. It's COFRA? Okay, good. COFRA is a private conglomerate that covers financial services, private equity, real estate, retail, and renewable energy. So interesting there, right? Um, their uh, subsidiaries include um, CNA, uh, Redefco, uh, Brigal Investments, some other stuff. Initial indications are that they're interested in sustainability use cases on Hedera. Um, so that's pretty obvious just from what they, you know, what their conglomerate kind of has their hands in. Um, and it feels like if any large organization is going to move in and start leveraging Hedera, that's probably going to be in the sustainability wheelhouse. Um, they've got, the, I think overall, their conglomerate manages like over 51,000 employees. They're headquartered in Switzerland. Um, and according to Simon Olson, co-chair of Hedera's membership committee, quote, you won't solve the world's most intractable in problems by working in isolations. It, it, it's a coordination problem. In order to overcome problems like climate change and effective change on a global scale, you need to work with a wide cross-section of stakeholders. COFRA has a long successful track record of building coalitions to tackle difficult problems. Um, and we believe that they will contribute enormously to Hedera. So again, further diversifying. And also too, this is a nearly 200 year old company. So very, very, very interesting stuff. I'm sure people have read into it quite a bit. Um, we're going to start, I, I imagine seeing a lot of different news coming out, but um, perfectability, I'm really curious, like what has the conversation been like um, on the uh, Hedera uh, subreddit around uh, this new governing council member? Uh, it's, you know, it's been huge. Um, and, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about it. And uh, one thing that was cool that was brought up was that the chief strategy officer, Jehom Moost, uh, he's been posting about Hedera stuff on his LinkedIn for a while now. So no one, you know, picked up on the breadcrumbs on there. But uh, after, you know, like uh, it was announced, uh, then people were like, oh, by the way, look at all these, you know, uh, messages uh, or posts rather that he's been, you know, posting on LinkedIn. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, and then a quick, you know, little synopsis about Kofra. Kofra Holding AG is a privately held group of companies active in various business sectors, including asset management. And the company for that is Ethos Fund and Asset Management, private equity investment management, Bregel, fashion retail, CNA, real estate investment, Red Efco, renewable energy, Sunrock, and sustainable food, the sustainable food group. It is headquartered in Switzerland. The group employs more than 60,000 people across its business operations in Europe, the Americas, and Asia. And each business operation in a spirit of engagement and entrepreneurship while striving to be a force for good in the world, a guiding principle that has characterized the Benin-Kemeyer family owners' activities for six generations since the founding of CNA in 1841. Um, so I think they're... Um, mission statement aligns, you know, well with Hedera. They want to do, you know, good in the world. Um, and another thing that, uh, you know, we mentioned is uh, just the way that uh, the governing councils have uh, been picked, like the new ones, you know, like ServiceNow, Dell, uh, Kofra, they all have, you know, like interest in actually uh, building uh, into the network. And I think that, uh, you know, Hedera learned with, um, um, with Ubisoft, 
you know, that, uh, hey, you know, we sh should maybe be a little bit more careful on how we select councils. Um, same thing with Dutch's Telecom. You know, they haven't showed up to a meeting since 2021. So a lot of people, including myself, are glad that uh, now we're not just, you know, it's more like, hey, you know, let's give me people that are actually building, you know, on Hedera rather than just, oh, you know, let's just join this to see like how, you know, Hedera is like. So that's, you know, that's really cool. Yeah, I wanted to say um, two two things. So first off, I mean, it, that, that's a great perspective. I mean, we are approaching a really interesting time in Hedera because some of these term limits for governing council members are coming up and some of them are like, maybe one of them or, or some of them like won't renew their, their uh, governing council position so or won't go for a second term so it's kind of one of those things where we might see some governing council members leave but i think that what brett mcdowell uh, the 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 chair of the of the hedera board was talking about in his experience working with organizations like this is he was like you don't want these governing councils to fill up too quickly it's okay to kind of have it riding under the total amount people will renew all those different types of things so i think they're looking for that turnover a little bit now they're looking for people that are going to be building use cases they got according to shane from the hbar foundation they've got 30 um entities in the pipeline so it, it's like it seems healthy and then and then just another thing you mentioned that i that is just really curious um you mentioned the breadcrumb that people didn't see which was one of the individuals from kofra sharing hedera related things and engaging with those types of things uh, chief strategy officer yeah uh Jerome Musa. Yeah, and and it, may, and it just makes me think. I go, I see that kind of stuff all the time, especially on the subreddit. Of like, look at this person on LinkedIn. Look at that person on LinkedIn. It just makes you go even more like, oh, that must be even more that you know, because it, it it seems like that is a is a kind of standard moment in some of these organizations joining the governing council is interacting with them on like LinkedIn, you know. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot of good information on there. Um, I never knew that there was that much, you know, good stuff on there. Um, like for instance, the DLT Foundation, they've been posting lots of uh, good stuff on there as well. So you can definitely find some uh, good stuff stuff in there if you know how to dig. You know, LinkedIn is as uh, <laughs> I didn't I didn't I didn't realize how big the HBAR community was on LinkedIn. It's 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 yeah. truly it's truly wild. But I'll let you continue. What else is uh, going on in the subreddit? Um, and you know, besides uh, that, uh, Mans did mention that 90% of uh, GC members are building in an interview, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, so I think we can expect pretty much all the new governing council members to be actively building or, you know, already have a use case on the way. Um, you did touch on uh, the diamonds. Uh, that was another big discussion this week, how, you know, real financial disruption is happening on Hedera. Diamonds are a $1.2 trillion market. And 50 million have already been tokenized on Hedera through the Diamond Star Company. This use case could open the doors to other precious metals such as gold and silver tokenizations on Hedera. Um, trillions of dollars, you know, value is going to flow into Hedera. Um, I think the chances of that um, are already going to be good. Um, I think you know the Diamond Standard is such a amazing use case, and is just going to show you know um, just you know what Hedera can do. Um, so pretty excited about that. Um, did you want to touch on anything more? I just wanted to say like the diamond standard becoming a use case on Hedera is really interesting because it's kind of sparked this conversation of like, what is the value of a transaction on the network? Because people often talk like HCS transactions don't bring a lot of fees. Smart contracts are bigger. 
we got a bajillion transactions happening. What does it all mean? And somebody mentioned like, well, also too, like a kind of random transaction flowing through the mainnet might be like $12 million worth of something moving. So there's also like that element to it of like how much value per transaction is moving. Because people are starting to see some crazy numbers like there's 2.5 million in total volume of diamonds traded on the Hedera network. And we're like, we're, that's that's kind of crazy. So that's that's been a really interesting use case to see come online. Yeah. And I think we're going to see more of that. And, you know, as more things become tokenized, we're going to be like, oh, uh, lettuce is now, you know, tokenized. And, you know, there's going to be just not just, you know, precious metal. Um, I can see, you know, a lot of stuff just being tokenized. And I wanted to quickly say if anyone from Diamond Standard is listening, um, there's a perfect opportunity here to riff on that, like old school Diamonds Are Forever campaign. You could, you could do Diamonds Are Immutable. So, so I don't know. Take it. You're a marketing genius. <laughs> Continue on. I'll shut up. <laughs> um, network. Uh, on January 13th, we had approximately 2.6 billion transaction. And now we're close to 9.5 billion. And we're pumping around let's see a thousand tps right now so that is just you know like an astronomical like just leap um 19 you mentioned that earlier 19 percent of total accounts were created in the last 17 days uh you know big shout out to karate combat uh, i actually watched the um, the, the thing on youtube uh, yesterday and like i'm actually impressed with the show that was uh that was pretty cool did you uh, did you get to watch any of the fights or participate in any of the like the betting sport you know like how you can i guess like uh leverage your tokens and if you pick the right fighter you get um like a certain dividend or something like that well here's the problem is i'm i'm actually uh this is like under the radar so this is between this is just between me and everyone listening i was working on a music video i'm putting together for that new song i'm going to be minting on hedera so i unfortunately didn't have a lot of time to do that but this is not financial advice. I did go onto some kind of, I, I went to saucer swap and they have like this random unverified pool of karate tokens. So I bought a bunch of karate token on saucer swap, just like definitely not financial advice. It's no, it's not official. It's, it's just a random. I think there's like, I don't know, like a hundred dollars in liquidity in it or something. I, I probably, I probably got took it for a ride, but I mean, I, that's what that's what I did, but it looks really amazing. And I think Joe Rogan gave Karate Combat a shout out too. I think. Uh, yep. Uh, so, uh, and you know, like with that many accounts that were created, I think it's definitely. Uh, I, I, you know, I think it's a. It might be a good play. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. There's definitely room to grow, and um, the presentation is just you know insane. Like the whole, I think they have like a green screen, and they just like create that whole environment. Um, they just. It's just really badass. Well, I, will, I, like I will say, I used the app. I downloaded the app on my phone. I opened a wallet in the app. I tested it out. They did a great job. Like the UX is great. The integration with the Blade Wallet thing is tight. Like it, it's a great app. I can it's it, easy for people to use. It was quick. So I mean, great job. Yeah, shout out to Sammy and the team. Um, back to network. Uh, Eighty-five million transaction a day is a new record for the network. Uh, we're getting close to a hundred million a day. And uh, maybe with the numbers that we've been seeing on testnet, uh, we'll shatter we'll shatter those numbers soon. And in the Reddit community, the best educated guess we had was uh, Fresh Supply. Uh, they tokenize agricultural products and use contracts to manipulate those assets. 
So that would translate into some tokens created, then crypto transfers, moving the tokens around and contracts on testnet. Um, and others have speculated that um, it could be the Coupon Bureau. Uh, they have a uh, webinar on Tuesday, May 23rd, uh, with Cupols by Phoebe, and they're going to host the webinar to discuss the now go live uh, on global expansion of the 8112 uh, universal digital tokens. Um, so that could be a possibility, but um, we've just been more leaning towards the you know fresh tractor supply to uh, been doing this. And I think I put up a uh, tweet like a while back, or not a while back, like maybe a couple of days ago. And uh, David, the CEO of uh, um, of Fresh Supply, um, liked my post, you know, regarding the test net. So that could mean something. That could just mean that you know he's been supporting Hedera for a while. Um, so, you know, who knows? Well, here's the thing. Uh, first off, I'm hell-bent on coupons. I talk about coupons constantly in the show. You know, I get DMs regularly. People like, stop with the coupons. Like, what Like what are, what are we talking about? So, May 23rd is actually my birthday, and I'm literally going to be watching that webinar. That's how hell-bent I am on coupons. I'm so pumped about coupons. And also, on the, on the Fresh Supply Co. stuff, um, I actually like, you know, I've, I've, I've DM'd, uh, David, I'm pretty sure he'd be fine with me saying this, but I DM'd him and I was like, Hey, like, you know, call, you know, drop by if you have any, you know, thing to chat on or whatever. And he was like, nothing really new at this time, but this was like, you know, week or two ago. So there wasn't really anything going on and seeing this mainnet activity. And also too, I think that someone mentioned a topic ID that's live that could be FSCO related. Um, it feels like something's, you know, like taking hold and, you know, I, I you know, I'm going to see what's going on with them, but maybe if, you know, if, if something's popping off, I'll have them on the show next week or something, but I, I've had him on, I've had him on the show and he's just a really like down to earth, uh, really like it's so random too. It's, it's a, it's a, you know, supply chain, food, agribusness, you know, whatever, thing but he's so embedded in the community he's always down to hop on the show and stuff so it's like um really unique situation with that yeah he's uh he seems like a cool dude for sure that'd be awesome if he can come back that would uh come back david all right perfect ability i'll let you continue on <laughs> uh speaking of coupons um the um the juicy verse uh i saw that you they added m&ms so like when you buy m&ms uh you can you know qualify for the the points to go into the juice verse and um they did confirm that they're selling that at walmart so maybe that's the first digital coupon you know for their digital coupon um and walmart um but don't quote me on that that's i'm just guessing i haven't heard maybe they have another one but i just thought that was kind of real, real quick i wanted to say on the juicy verse is like a lot of people are like oh it's dumb it's just this little like thing and it's like juicy verse thing and it's like you know, it. I remember, you know, kids used to be in like Club Penguin and like all this type of stuff. It's like this stuff rocks, man. Like once, once more people get access to it and stuff and once kids can have some fun, like build like Starburst things, like all the, I remember like Coca-Cola had like a little metaverse, like back in the early 2000s where it was like American Idol themed or something. It's like companies do this stuff. It kills, you know what I mean? And it's like, I think that, you know, juicy verse, it's like, yeah, it might seem a little goofy, but like, I mean, I think this thing could have legs, you know what I mean? It's kind of, it's oh, kind of cool. Sure. I think it'll catch on kind of like, you know, YouTube is, you know, like 
the best uh, of its kind platform. And it wasn't the first one. You know, there's been a loss since YouTube. Uh, just Google just happened to, you know, uh, just hit it right. Yeah. And, and also, too, I mean, if, uh, if like, and Google is Google. And, and, too, <laughs> if, and also, too, if like a multi, multi, multi million dollar business, like, yeah, if Mars, if Mars can't get like a little like metaverse hangout thing going, like, I don't know what hope there is for like, like random NFT projects. It's like, I, I, I think I, I'm hoping this is going to be cool because I like if if there's so many NFT projects out there that including my own Pixel Rug, it's like, you know, you want to do little metaverse environments and hangouts and different things. There's all these platforms that are cool. It's like I love seeing brands doing these kinds of experiences and integrating it with things like DLT because it's like that just shows to me that it's viable a little bit. If like the big guys are doing it now that I'm like, OK. I'm still a little bit ahead of the game, but I hit the gas a little harder. And, you know, I think it's a cool sign. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's definitely something there, you know, like I'm not a big fan of, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, but uh, I mean, he went for it because you saw there's something there. Like, you know, you failed really bad, but um, it's just, I guess the timing was just off, you know, and a lot of things with, you know, businesses and also trading, you know, like uh, you just have to be at the right time. So... <clears throat> Um, one thing that I'm really looking forward to, uh, just, you know, to close this off, uh, it's when the now platform goes live and it'll be like at my aisle, but three to five times in terms of TPS, uh, service now base covers most of the world's biggest enterprises from financial services, healthcare, manufacturing, retail, technology, transportation, and utilities. ServiceNow platform can also be used for IT service management and operations, customer service, human resources, security, risk compliance, and even uh, legal um, and, you know, the legality of uh, just, you know, uh, personal to even, um, you know, government stuff. So uh, really excited. Uh, they've been pretty vocal recently. So hopefully we'll see a case uh, this quarter or maybe even next. Yeah. ServiceNow has been really interesting because, the, they're a monster. Oh, they're a monster. And also, too, there's so many governing council members that are so kind of like deep industry and kind of in these vertically integrated environments like ServiceNow where they do things like invoicing, customer support, like all like, like it's a total vertical integration of business operations for like Fortune 500 companies. And it's like if you start to add tokenization into the mix and start leveraging those types of things, it's like this is this is actually this is a question that was posed to me by someone in the community. Well, I'll just say Lance, like shout out to Lance from PixFi. Super smart guy. I was chatting with him about, um, about the Hedera bubble thing. And I, and, and he said something to me that was really insightful. He said, what's the product that Hedera has um, from the community that people outside of Hedera 11 use? And he's like, there is nothing yet. Um, and, and that's just, that's just a, you know, a, a, a fact it's like, you can't, there's no kind of community built product yet that people, lots of people outside of Hedera really use a lot and enjoy. I think some of those are coming, but on the enterprise side, um, we have um, like, again, in that same kind of, uh, in that same kind of vein where it's like, what's the product that every major corporation uses that's on Hedera that they love. And we don't quite have that yet on the enterprise side, you, but you could argue that that's Atma with those features available on their platform that are being used. But again, I look to ServiceNow 
And I and, and when you're looking at enterprises, it's like, okay, that's a product that they really depend on that they love. And if it's leveraging Hedera and it brings value to them, then that's on the enterprise side, that's exciting because then you have something to point to and go, hey, here's a big popular product that people love. And you that's something to point to. So that was just an interesting that I, that's why I'm so excited about the service now stuff too. It's crazy. And the transactions would be wow. Yeah. And we got some uh, you know, cool games uh uh coming up. So hopefully that'll uh you know, be like a case where a lot of people can, you know, like play the game and, you know, have fun with it. There's already uh, Realms, which um, <clears throat> I don't know too much about it, but uh, Fortnite is using it. And it's a thing that kind of like ranks you. Um, and it, there's like a anti-cheating thing on it. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, with the video game on Hedera coming up, I think we should see uh, some nice uh, use cases that, you know, like you said, that... Uh, people are going to use and really, really love. Right on. Yeah. I think that, uh, yeah, it's exciting stuff. It's almost too much to keep in your brain. There's so much happening, but, um, any, like before we wrap up here, like any kind of like cool is, did you, did you find any like cool breadcrumbs or rumors or stuff floating around the, uh, the subreddit? Um, there's one, uh, there's this guy that he's been amazing. He's been finding a lot of stuff. Um, and I don't have that in front of me, unfortunately, but, um, Maybe that was one you, that you said you were going to cover it. Yeah. Um, it's something about, um, and you know what I'm talking about? Uh, uh, let me see here. Was it? Um, it's Sand. Uh, his name is Sand or Sand. Oh, was it the uh, the um, the Fortune 500 breadcrumb thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll chat on that. I mean, we can just, we can wrap it up on this. But basically, um, his post is, is basically outlining... Um, how like the, when Dr. Lehman referenced that uh, that that post, it's like they're talking about Comfra, they're talking about um, Crypt C, Tax Chain, Ocean, all these other weird business. But anyways, the whole point of this is it's going into Siemens breadcrumbs, right? People are have been talking about Siemens being a governing council member. And because of this new governing council member Confra and and all of these different things aligning in this post, they're like, yeah. So that's that's basically the gist of it. But that's the that's the lead there is. Yeah. No, that was it. I appreciate you uh, chiming in. Yeah, yeah. The C, the Siemens breadcrumbs keep coming, and I mean, again, talking about governing council members that would be cool. I mean, Siemens would be crazy. Yeah. Oh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Well, perfect ability. I appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, it's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. You take care, eh? All right, guys. Peace out. Okay, so let's dive into some more stuff here. Um, bu- 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 governing council members. Oh, there was a just on that note as well. Uh, Christian Hasker um, post, posting videos from the governing council meeting, um, appearing a little nervous. He was sitting beside Lehman, Lehman looking like completely relaxed, like. That's the one thing is like Lehman always looks completely in his element, unfazed by anything happening around him for better or worse. So, I mean, shout out to those two. So I want to talk quickly about um, music NFTs. That's been a big topic in the community. I've been tweeting about it. A lot of folks have been tweeting about it. Um, and, and I mean, I published a thread with my creative firm, just kind of breaking those things down. People were passing it around. I just wanted to maybe speak on it quick, just cause I think that it's on a lot of people's minds. Um, the focus here 
you know, of course, music is exciting. And the, the premise is kind of like, you know, the equation is simple. How we experience art essentially is a lot of, we, we see, you know, roughly half of it and we hear roughly half of it. And sometimes we see and hear things at the same time, like a movie, but our experience of art on Hedera is like pretty imbalanced, right? We see probably 90% of it. And we hear less than 10% of the art. And that just means that there's immense room for growth, right? And music is, is the obvious, you know, counterweight to these different types of things. And so music is obviously going to take off on Hedera. Um, it's music, right? Everybody loves music. Everybody needs music. I'm a musician. I make music. So I have a unique perspective on this and um, don't want to dwell on it too much. If you want to hear my thoughts on it, I published a video recently on my Twitter. I published that thread. So dive into it. But I just wanted to kind of um, just give another call to action to this community. Um, if you're excited about music, if you're a musician, if you're a builder in the ecosystem working on music specific things, if you're curious, if you're wondering why music hasn't already taken off in the ecosystem, it's because we don't have standards, right? In the music industry is built off of standards. Um, put a vinyl record on any record player, it works, right? They run on, um, you know, 33 RPM and your record plays in the right key. CD players, same thing. An MP3 file, you download something on Bandcamp or SoundCloud, drag it into your Apple Music, and poof, all the artist information's in there properly. Because everyone's speaking the same language, right? You have these standards in place. And the record industry and your local music scene are both built on metadata standards, right? Metadata is used in so many different things, including music. Every MP3 file has metadata associated to it. And the music, like music metadata is so complicated. So what is metadata? Um, it's the DNA of an NFT. An NFT is literally just metadata. So that's what this is about, is we don't have metadata standards in the ecosystem. Um, and you need those to make music, you know, move forward. And again, the thread and in my video, I dive a little deeper into like why it's important, some examples, um, really go in depth in it. But the call to action here is step one, we need to get metadata standards for music. Without them, there's it's going to be difficult to innovate. It's going to be difficult for artists to onboard. And it's going to be difficult for people to have great experiences, right? And that's what we need. So there is a working group, the Hashgraph NFT working group. Is, you know, I, I'm a part of it. And, you know, we're working on music metadata standards. Lots of good progress happening. Want to make people aware of it. So it's a problem that's been solved before in the music industry. It's a problem we can solve here on Hedera. It's pretty straightforward. We're not starting from zero. There's a group working on it. And I just wanted to make sure people understand that. Because once we get over this hump, it's going to be amazing. But we want to get set up right. We want to be prepared for opportunity when it comes. Hello music. Oh, that's the campaign too. Hashtag hello music. That's what the group came up with uh, that I'm supposed to pass on to you. So if you're talking about music on a dare, use hashtag hello music because um, we want to get it rocking. Um, also too, I sent out a tweet on May 15th. Um, literally, I was sleeping and I woke up and Hedera had hit 9 billion transactions. So I mean, the... Transactions on the main net are building so fast and things are going so crazy 
like a billion transactions goes by every two weeks, it's less and less of a celebration. Um, and I literally slept through it. Uh, and I woke up and I honestly didn't really care. Um, because it's, again, it's, it's not to say, it's not to say I don't appreciate how far the network has come. Obviously, I think that having a taste of that makes you want more. And I think that it's justified because we got people like Manson Lehman, um, you know, saying things like, wait till it's a trillion a month or something. And you're like, what are you talking about? Like they say these crazy numbers. So it also in my mind gets me thinking about, you know, TVL and um, the different types of transactions, revenue for Hedera. We'll talk about those things later, but um, you know, just wanted to give it a quick shout out. Nine billion transactions. I mean, what are we at now? Um, we're at 9.5 billion. So 500 million transactions has passed already since I celebrated 9 billion. So shout out. John Wingate from Bank Social tweets out something. I have literally no idea what this is about, but it seems exciting. Quote, I can tell you that under the Chatham House rule, that Bank Social is putting in place the framework for a new type of institution. Hmm. I can also tell you that it will be in the U.S. and it will be hashtag regulated. I can also tell you that it will be hashtag glorious. Hashtag that is all. So, you know, people unfamiliar, Chatham House rule basically says you can, when you have a meeting of different entities like corporations or individuals, under these rules, you can talk about the things that take place at the meeting, but you can't attribute those pieces of information to any individual. So obviously John here is sharing some information um, and just kind of being like, that's all, you know, sorry, hashtag that's all. So uh, John seems interesting, uh, you know, uh, a new regulated U.S. institutional framework is coming soon. I mean crazy if true wild wild stuff and i mean john's a legit guy bank social has been doing some amazing stuff like uh, if anyone has a minute <laughs> excuse me oh i had some um coca-cola swig of it a moment ago and i like did that thing where you accidentally like breathe some of your beverage in so i was like literally dying for a minute here <clears throat> um there's an interview that John from Bank Social did on, I think it was the HBAR Bull Show. I think it was. Um, but it's great. He talks about stablecoin stuff, all the different challenges and, you know, the phase. Um, bu -bu 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 -bu. We talked about Diamond Standard, but I mean, again, just to reiterate, $50 million worth of tokenized diamonds on Adara. Wild. Um 2.5 million total volume. Crazy. Some of those transactions on the main net are diamonds. <clears throat> also a shout out to Patches from Turtle Moon appearing on the Gossip About Gossip podcast with Zenobia. Also two shout out to Zenobia. She was on a Women in Web 3 spaces last week talking about um, just getting started in the industry. Some really great advice. Um, so Go listen to that spaces too. It's interesting. Like it's not often. I think Max Walker Williams did an interview with Zenobia that was great, um, and also that spaces was great. But I mean, Zenobia is interesting. She handles PR for Hedera, um, and I mean, really interesting insights. Go listen to that. But 
Uh, back to patches. I mean, he was on the Gospel Gossip uh, podcast with Zenobia talking about, you know, music and H-Graph and all the different things he's doing. And I mean, go watch it. It's great. But it, I just want to highlight, again, a little bit of a trend I'm seeing, which is so many of these people in 2021 that we were just goofing around in spaces with and buying and selling JPEGs and talking about what ifs. Now some of these people are literally building out core pillars of infrastructure for this entire ecosystem. Patches being one of these people. And you've got, you know, in an official capacity, an interview happening with Patches um, with literally his, you know, pixel artwork avatar on the cover there. It's just a statement, you know, I've been seeing this more and more. Um, it's great to see it's, you know, I talk about these two separate worlds, right? The governing council enterprise world the community builder retail world, separate worlds. They have to become one. They continue to get a little closer. So shout out for that. Neuron. Neuron is a, is a uh, OG Hedera use case. Back in 2021, they started basically presenting their concepts for drone tracking. So People are kind of like, why can't we have drones delivering things? Why do I have to get special permits to fly my drones? Why aren't there drones just flying up around there doing all sorts of different things? For example, you you're, you need a heart transplant and there's a heart at a hospital a few provinces or states away. It needs to get over to the hospital. You put it in a you put the heart in a little box. The donor heart flies on a drone right to the hospital, lands, boom, done. Amazing, but it just can't happen yet because air traffic and there's no standardization of tracking these things. So Neuron had a use case that would effectively leverage Hedera, lots of transactions, right? It was really great. And they've been quiet for a long time. And now we have updates. So what's new with Neuron? So the company has pivoted to being an IoT layer, right? Internet of things. And they make a point of this too. They say, we want to be a layer for the Internet of things, not the intranet of things. And the distinction there is an intranet is kind of like a closed network. Internet is like an open network, obviously. So they want to be an IoT layer that brings discovery, connectivity, and settlement to devices. And those are the three kind of key things, right? Connect uh, discovery, right? Internet of things, little devices like a, you know, like a drone, a toaster, and um, your car, being able to discover each other, right? A network where all of these little devices can discover each other. They can connect to each other and then they can do transactions and settlements. So sending payments to each other. Um, I've heard of use cases related to another um, uh, company leveraging Hedera drop that talked about micropayments and potentially self-driving cars being able to pay each other to switch parking spaces, right? So if your car is at a really prime parking space, but you're not going to be done work for another five hours, let another car autonomously drive, pay your car for its parking space and use it and have cars maybe shuffling around in the parking lot, having these transactions happening, all these different types of things. Um, so Neuron is kind of in that boat where they're like, let's give the whole piece to this, not just parts of it, right? Again, drop is focused on settlement. This is a big scope. Um, they're tackling first in aviation. Um, so many of the problems that they need to solve here apply to many of the other places. So, but they're specifically targeting aviation, very heavily regulated. They're working with regulators in a sandbox environment. So what this means is 
this big use case that's going to be billions and billions of transactions with this IoT layer that can you you can use across all sorts of different use cases by focusing specifically on aviation, they're not going to have the squeeze from VCs, right? They're not going to be beholden to investors. They're going to be supported by effectively these regulatory bodies. So that's a that's a real plus here. And they're about, I think they said about 12 months out from going to market in the aviation industry. So that's very cool. They're first going to be working with the NHS and the Royal Mail. The NHS, of course, National Health Service, largest employer. Um, they want to use the NHS and the Royal Mail want to use Neuron to deliver things to the small islands off the shore of Cornwall. Neuron will set up sensor networks, partner with drone partners, and set up delivery service for the NHS and Royal Mail. So their first kind of use case will be allowing things to be moved to those islands, leveraging Neuron's IoT network. Um, to stop flying things from crashing into each other. So very cool. And also too, they're broadening their scope outside of aviation. Like I was saying, leveraging Hedera to basically what he said, like in the interview that he had on the H bar bull show, um, I can't recall his name, but he's from neuron. And basically what I took from what he said is it's a direct competition with helium, right? So that's where they're at with that. Um, and they highlighted a kind of supply demand issue that he, the Helium network has, which is, you know, the Helium network and their devices were designed for kind of more rural areas, more less connected areas. And Helium devices are obviously being used in highly connected area cities, right? So that's why they pivoted to 5G, all those different types of things. So Neuron, I think, is better aligned with kind of the product market fit, Um they shared a lot of insights into how corporations see Web3. So they were just reiterating, like, listen, if you go up to a corporation, you start talking about crypto, they're going to turn and walk the other way, right away. Um, so they like Hedera because they can approach it from a different perspective. They can talk about Hedera in the context of discovery, connectivity, and settlement, and it being a, a network, a product, a SaaS product that can provide all those utilities required for these use cases at a low cost. So obviously they can reframe it, but that was just interesting. They're also going to be launching a token, which they say, quote, is a kind of stable coin. I don't know what they mean by that, but there will be a neuron token, I guess. Um, and they're going to be having some updates coming in the, in, in the coming months. So we're going to be watching this. They've been quiet, but from what I've seen, it looks very promising. So I'm excited about neuron. Um, shout out to Neuron. Um, another uh, use case that's really interesting is Red Swan. So their commercial real estate play and the commercial real estate market cap is about $76 trillion. That's trillion with a T. Um, and they've been actually working, Red Swan has actually been working with Hedera since 2019. So they want to tokenize commercial real estate. They've created a quote. Now, this is a big one. Okay. This is a this is quite a statement here. Red Swan has created a quote, SEC compliant token standard for issuing digital security tokens of all types. So let me say that again. Red Swan, who I've never heard of, but I've been working with Adair since 2019 in, in the real estate space, says, quote. They've created a SEC compliant token standard for issuing digital security tokens of all types. Apparently, they have a press release coming soon. They want to allow any Hedera user to tokenize assets in a secure and SEC compliant manner. 
They plan to bring billions of dollars of commercial real estate to the hash graph. They tokenized $5 billion in assets so far, not including an upcoming $2.5 billion portfolio in Qatar. Their platform will allow the $26 trillion in trapped equity to be capitalized. So what they mean by that is when you look at equity within the real estate market, a lot of that is effectively trapped. You can't pull that liquidity out of the properties. So by tokenizing it, they're going to allow that capitalization to happen, that liquidity that could spur a big boom in real estate development. So interesting. Um, again, not something I know a ton about. Um, and high quality, this was the, I think the interesting thing here is high quality real estate investments can start at $250,000 and up. And sometimes those investments are kind of locked in for seven years. Um, so allowing retail investors to invest in these quote, high quality investments, um, is going to be big. So basically meaning that you can get into some of these like high quality, um, retail investment products as a regular person with like not a ton of money. And you can also liquidate your shares in the investment if needed through fractionalized tokenization. So Red Swan, big things coming, uh, lots of stuff going on. Real estate, something we've been talking about before. I know DLA Piper's in that mix as well. So, you know, that's another thing we got to pay attention to. We were talking about Karate Combat as well. Um, they've been creating accounts like crazy, 388,000 accounts so far. Um, they're basically one fifth of all the accounts created on the network in the last month. So that's pretty wild. Um, and again, like some of these metrics, we have seen use cases where accounts are created that are kind of ghost accounts. They don't really do anything. So I want to know exactly how many of those accounts are actually being used, not just pumping those numbers up. Um, how many of them, for example, when you sign up for a karate combat account, you get a karate airdrop. I know that there was problems with the amount of karate token airdrops. Some people were getting 2000, some people were getting a thousand. Um, a lot of people were just opening up multiple accounts, right? Open another account, open another account, open another account, keep getting airdrops, send all that karate token to another wallet. So battling that as well. So how many accounts versus how many actual individuals? That would be interesting to know. And like I said, App of Smooth um, and the event happened. People placed bets. Winnings were made. So it it's working. It's a great use case. I mean, um, they got a shout out, like I said, from Joe Rogan. So they've been doing some influencer marketing as well. Like they're, they're going gung-ho. The events look well attended. So in my opinion, it's like, um, the, the, the market is big, um, and the use case is solid. The product is slick. So I overall win in my book. So been great to see, uh, karate, uh, karate combat take off. And this is also too, like, I mean, it is worth, worth mentioning. Like this is, this is an app also available on iOS. We know how Apple feels about crypto. So having a iOS app that's arguably kind of being mass adopted in some way that's leveraging the Hedera network is very cool. So shout out to Karate Combat. Um, on my mind as well is the testnet. So Lehman Baird, co-founder of Hedera, always said what's happening on the testnet will move its way to the mainnet at some point. And the testnet's been really interesting. Now, to preface this or to preface this is 
there are different types of transactions on Hedera, right? There are um, HCS transactions, there's smart contract calls, there are crypto transactions, there are scheduled transactions, there are token transactions, there are all sorts of different things. And the key differentiating factor is they all cost different amounts, right? So a Hedera consensus service transaction, HCS transaction, um, costs a very small amount of money, doesn't generate a lot of revenue for the network. But a contract create transaction or um, a token transaction is sometimes 100% or 200% or 1,000% more expensive and generates more revenue. So although we do have a thousand transactions per second happening on the mainnet, um, it's not actually generating that much revenue because a hundred percent of them are HCS transactions from one use case. Now, many people have talked about this and a key thing is um, if you have a diversity of transactions, AKA those transactions coming from multiple entities, and also a diversity in types of transactions, you could see revenue for Hedera skyrocket, AKA the amount of money that Hedera makes. Right now, 0.1% of transactions on the mainnet are non-HCS transactions, right? So that means that 99.9% .9 of transactions are HCS transactions, AKA low revenue transactions and 0.1% are other types of transactions, AKA transactions that generate more revenue. If 1.5% of transactions were non-HCS transactions, Hedera could be making millions of dollars per month. So if we went from 0.1% to just 1.5%, right? If 1.5% of transactions we see on the mainnet were other types, it could be a massive step function in revenue for Hedera. So what are we seeing on the test net? So on the test net, what we're seeing is something very interesting. So weekly on the main net, we're seeing 2 million crypto transactions and 160,000 contract transactions. Those are very high revenue generating transactions, but there's a very small amount of them over the last week. In contrast, we've had a half billion HCS transactions over the last week. So that's the situation there. Again, 99.9% .9 of the transactions are HCS transactions. On the test net, there have been 200 million crypto transactions and 53 million contract transactions. Staggering. Again, test net, 53 million contract, uh, contract transactions, main net, 160,000 contract transactions. Drastic difference. On the testnet, 200 million crypto transactions. On the mainnet, 2 million. Drastic difference. So really, like that's a 100x in, increase in, in that. And again, those transactions drive so much revenue that just a portion of those making its way over to the mainnet would be a, 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 a sizable increase in revenue for Hedera. So my point is, is the, the big breadcrumb here, the big exciting factor here is 
something that I haven't really talked about enough, I don't think, and quite frankly, hasn't really been top of mind for the community, but should be. Hedera will survive by making money. The reason that networks fail, especially in a bear market, is they run out of money. The, the only reason, right, the number one reason that companies fail is they run out of money. So if the diversity of transaction types on the mainnet grow, then Hedera is set to make a lot of money. And from what we're seeing on the test net is very promising for that. And that's it. That's my whole point is open our eyes. Let's look at this other element here, revenue for Hedera. If Hedera can make more money, that basically locks it in. That basically, it's in the bag at that point. If Hedera is bringing in millions of dollars of revenue per month, it's in the bag, guys. And right now, Hedera is not bringing in a lot of revenue at all. Even though we have billions of transactions, they don't make a lot of money. We need diversity in transactions. We need diversity in entities making those transactions. And there's another great um, graphic shared by Parabolic HBAR, aka SIVO, just with a visualization of this, um, of how much of an impact this would have on the uh, the mainnet um, and on revenue. So, it, and again, just the visualization is staggering. It's a chart, um, just really opens your eyes. What else is going on? So we talked about FSCO, just another mention that it does appear there is a topic ID with transactions happening that belong to FSCO. It looks like I shared a link as well with a sampling from the network explorer with one of these transactions. Um, it looks that the, the event is called an intake unit. So it seems like um, FSCO is like adding to their inventory or onboarding inventory into their platform. So it'll be interesting to see how that evolves. Um, what else we got going on? Uh, so saucer swap has some news. They're launching saucer swap pro. There's going to be a lot of interesting things that come along with that. They have a medium article that I haven't had a chance to read yet. AKA forgot to read. Um, so they're going to be bringing user specific transactions. So you're going to be able to keep a record of all your transactions. Um, you're going to have, you know, a better overview of charts. You're going to have minute by minute price data an AI assistant, early access pass to all sorts of different, um, you know, new features. You're going to have feature add-ons. Um, it's going to be, a, I, I assume, like a monthly subscription. It'll be paid in uh, Sauce, their Sauce token. Um, and they're, they're being upfront. It's a software as a service model. Um, so we've seen a lot of exchanges and, and similar um companies go this way. Coinbase has an offering like this as well. So um, nothing wrong with that. I love to see use cases on Hedera making money. Um, and if it brings value, I think people will pay for it. Um, so shout out to SaucerSwap. I mean, go check it out. Seems interesting. And I think a SaaS, a classic SaaS model, like another example of, of something that's worked that's great is the Sentry product from Ledgerworks that gives you email notifications about activity on your Hedera account. For example, if a token is associated or a transaction happens, um, you'll get an email notification. So 
you pay for that service by HBAR monthly. So again, a, a standard software as a service model, a SaaS model. It's cool. It's, it's cool to see. Um, HBAR Suite announcing that they are going to be launching full multi-signature features for decentralized wallets soon. We're still waiting on the DEX. We're still waiting on word on their second audit, all these different types of things. So a lot of eyeballs on HSuite. Smart contractless DEX, they claim it's no slippage. Um, very, very uh, high expectations set. Um, we're waiting with bated breath for HBAR Suite to see what happens, but no news net, no news yet except that. YAMGO, shout out, they've partnered with the University of Sterling um, basically to kind of um, produce educational crypto content and introduce more people to Hedera. So this is kind of in line with that marketing presentation that Hedera gave, sorry, that the marketing committee gave at the Hedera Governing Council meeting. Um, universities being a portion of those types of initiatives and saying these are kind of how we measure our success for marketing. One of those being um, exposure to universities, integration with universities. So YAMGO, um, a great example of a um, community initiative project aligning with those goals. So great. Um, awesome to see. Uh, Yamco has been killing it. Um, they uh, obviously as well are the kind of in the ads DAX umbrella too. So good to see. Um, wanted to, wanted to mention too. Um, God. So Michael Saylor of MicroStrategies fame, no hate on the guy. I mean, crypto guy, Bitcoin maxi, and he's developed a, or, or, or MicroStrategies developed a kind of lightning network. So he's basically implying that brands, companies will be able to, how he describes it is, I'll give you an example of his product he's developed, and it may sound familiar. You go to a coffee shop and you have a coupon or something, you buy a coffee and you leave a review of their coffee shop. If someone goes into the coffee shop based off of your review, you get a cut of their purchase. It's this kind of affiliate thing. Same with digital products. So it's this kind of um, cascading affiliate program, micropayment, revenue sharing, incentivization thing with Bitcoin, be able to send small amounts of Bitcoin on this L2 that he's developed in MicroStrategy. But it's like, this is this is literally happening on Hedera right now, right on the L1, right on the protocol without an L2. So it's like, why not build this on a different network that's way more better suited to it? Like you could even still leverage Bitcoin. So it's like, Michael, Sailor, if you're listening, uh, check out Hedera. Um, it's great. It can do what you need it to do right out of the box. And, you know, I think that it would be great. I don't know why you're developing an L2. I don't know what your Lightning Network is, but you should leverage Hedera. Um, it is worth saying like Hedera can be a, a layer two for some of these other networks. Like Hedera is a layer one for sure, but it can also act as a layer two. A great example is sometimes on the Solana network with NFT staking and different things, the network can fall out of time. It can lose track of time. It can run a half hour behind or something. So if Solana were to leverage something like Hedera consensus service, it could solve that problem. Hedera could effectively be a layer two for Solana. So just a quick example, but I mean, you know, Michael, you know, it's right for you. Um, so, uh, wow. What a week. 
Um, you know, a huge shout out to everybody listening live. This was a pretty tight spaces. I'm trying to keep it on track. I think it was pretty condensed. We got cut. We covered a lot of stuff. Um, so really appreciate. I mean, some of some of these shows go like two hours. So always appreciate everyone listening. Um, and a, and a, you know, a big shout out, extra shout out to everyone listening to the recording on Apple podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, all those other places. Um, and an extra, 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 extra shout out to everyone making a donation to the show. Um, again, you know, we got a donation from the Guelph community. At least that's what the transaction memo said. Um, just super appreciative. It's going to allow me, like I've, I've got some, I've been looking at different microphones I want to get for the show. I've got a little AI thing that increases the quality of my voice as it stands, but I want to like on Twitter spaces, if you're listening to the spaces live, like I don't sound great. Um, so the setup that I want to get will allow me to kind of pipe in a better mic in the Twitter spaces with a soundboard and like some music and stuff. So coming soon, the funds are forming the, the, uh, the, uh, war chest or I wouldn't say war chest, the treasury of the Hashgraph enthusiast news and rumors show is growing with the community's donations. Um, so I think that's great. I dig it. Um, and so leaving orbit, like I was saying at the top of the show and I, from what we talked about this week, I kind of feel it a little bit more. And and I think it illustrates my point that it does feel like Hederic is continually starting to get more and more weight to it. And at the last bull market run up, when we saw Hedera, you know, go from, you know, a, a few cents to 50 cents. It was, we were like a little planet in orbit, right? And everybody needs this planet to leave orbit. Even though it's scary going into the great unknown, um, we want to leave orbit. And there just wasn't enough mass in the Hedera planet to leave orbit last time. And I think it disappointed a lot of people. But listen, we didn't have NFTs. We didn't have DeFi. We didn't have... Uh, transactions. We didn't have any of this stuff. It was it was a sleeper thing. It was all based off promise and people invested in it. And people lost a lot of money. I mean, just like a lot of other assets and and when the when the bear market started creeping in in the fall and hit heavy, I mean, Hedera was not uh Hedera just followed the pack and we we were down at single digits now. So we're in a bear market. Six months left, a year left, who knows? At that point, a new bear market or a new bull market starts to emerge. And the dream of leaving orbit starts to come back in. And Hedera's got transactions. We've got DeFi. We've got NFTs. We've got diamonds. We've got real estate. We've got hundreds of millions of dollars of things tokenized on Hedera. We've got TVL. We've got um, all these different things. And is that going to be enough as it is now to leave orbit, right? Do we need more? Is more coming? How soon? What is it going to be? Because clearly we have no idea. Like no one saw copper coming to the governing council. No one saw that coming. 
Um, it's going to be really hard to predict what is coming. We are waiting on a lot. We got coupons, right? We got Neuron. We got a lot of these high transaction use cases. We've got, like I was saying, the NFT ecosystem going to get sideswiped by music. Um, all these different things waiting on the sidelines. And there will come a time when the technology train leaves the station, right? And it's a bloodbath out there right now. We've got whole networks going belly up. We've got major bank. We got the three biggest, some of the, some of the three biggest banking failures in the U.S. We got inflation. We've got all these different things happening. It couldn't be worse. And some people feel, I mean, it could be worse. It has been worse, but the mindset feels that way for a lot of people. And when you look at the technology train, the technology train leaves at regular intervals. And if Hedera can literally just stay alive, it might have a car all to itself when the train leaves. I stole that from Paul Graham. Thank you for tuning in to Hashgraph Enthusiast News and Rumors, episode 77, Leaving Orbit. Broadcast live on Twitter Spaces every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and made available on all major podcast platforms, including, but not limited to, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, other ones, I don't know, um, every Monday. Get all the info you need about the show and listen to past episodes at itsbrandond.com slash hbar. Make sure to join the Hashgraph Enthusiast Twitter community to share your insights, ask questions, invite new friends. That link is in the thread pinned to the top of the spaces. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, feel free to send an HBAR donation to enthusiast.hbar using your Hedera wallet. Um, the full HBAR address is in the thread as well. I appreciate everybody tuning in, showing support, and sharing the show. And I'll see you live on Twitter Spaces next Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. For everyone listening live now, as I usually do, if you see somebody listening that you recognize, and again, people listening on Apple Podcasts and stuff like that, I'm talking about Twitter spaces. You can see people's uh, profile pictures. It's fun. Um, if you see someone that you recognize, if you haven't talked to them in a month, right now, click their profile picture, send them a DM, ask what's new. I guarantee you they got something new going on. You're going to be glad that you know about it. If you see somebody that you don't recognize, you've never seen before, you're not following them, click their profile, give them a follow right now, shoot them a DM, what's up, what's new? Um, because that's what this is all about, right? It's about connecting, it's about, um, you know, it, it's about growing the ecosystem. And I mean, if you don't know someone listening in the spaces, you have something in common, you've been listening to me ramble on for over an hour. So God bless you. And with that, Hello, future. Goodbye, past.